Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We have two more bowl mania matchups this afternoon. Number 22 Clemson squares off against Kentucky at noon Eastern in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Then Memphis takes on Iowa State in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Both those games are on ESPN, ESPN Deportes, and ESPN+. Plus. Meanwhile, on planet Earth, uh, during the postgame celebration of the Pop-Tarts Bowl, as you might expect, what happens is the mascot lowers itself into a toaster. <laughs> Orlovsky's not watching. He's missing this whole thing. And then he comes out Here. as an edible Pop-Tart cake. That is what happened. The mascot... Uh, toasted himself and is now being eaten by the winning team. I don't have no legs. But they, I guess they fell off in the toaster. You know how okay. sometimes you put like an English muffin in the toaster, like a piece will fall off and it'd like be stuck in the bottom? A couple oh. questions. I think that's what happened to the legs. A Co- couple questions that I think are... Why doesn't every bowl do this? No. Is the, oh. the Pop-Tart hot? That's, that's, a, that's a fair question. question. Warm. Do you... Do we put Pop-Tarts in the toaster, yes or no? Yes. Absolutely. Always? Not always. You don't have to. Always. They're better a lot of times I'm eating Pop-Tarts walking through the airport. If I'm eating a Pop-Tart, yeah, yeah. more often than not, it's not toasted. I think toasting actually diminishes its flavor. That's Number two. As everybody knows, your food takes are impeccable and not assailable. Right, like yes. most. Um, <laughs> what flavor are we going with? That was frosted strawberry. No, you. I'm asking Me? you. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like brown sugar. Break down brown like, sugar is good. They got, they brown got, sugar? They got a s'mores flavor that's really excellent. S'mores is really good. Yeah, yeah, I'll go yeah, they do. And, and toasted we're, we're not getting side paid milk. This, so we should probably move on. Anyway, brown sugar? Welcome back to uh, Get Up, coming to you live from the Very seaport, good. brought to you by Grey Goose. Got a problem with Grey Goose, Orlovsky? No, I don't no. think so. <laughs> we're starting with the game of the night. <laughs> Browns, Jets. I don't even know what this we're doing anymore. Brown sugar. Cleveland. Can get a playoff berth if they win, and they knew it. They're fired up. No Amari Cooper in this one, though, Orlovsky. That's going to slow them down on offense, right? No, because they have Joe Flacco and David Njoku, who could be the best quarterback to tight end combination going right now. Third and 15, just a check down. Great job by him with the ball in his hands. Bad defense by the Jets. Joe sees the linebacker get pinned inside. Kicks it out to Jerome Ford. I love his effort to get in. 7-0 Browns. Jets would tie it up at 7 on their next drive. Then the Browns get the ball back, and it's Njoku again. Someone less witty would say that he's on fire. Oh, my God. That's terrible. (laughs) I don't even know what to do after that. (laughs) Kareem Hunt's going to score against all odds. He didn't hear RC. What's wrong with you? Browns missed the extra point and lead 13 to 7. No one would say that. Thank God he's okay. Thank God he's okay. This is Simeon getting picked by Ronnie Hickman the way RC just intercepted the highlight. This is a great great return here. Listen, when this defense steps up and plays well on the back end, we know what they can do with the rush. This only helps and makes them more formidable in the playoffs. Browns up 20 to 7. Under 7 minutes to go in the second quarter. They got a third and goal at the Jets 8. This is Former Jet Flacco to former Jet Elijah Moore. Uh, just a fadeaway dart from Joe Flacco from 
the 20-yard line right to the front pylon. His parents are probably thinking, we can't believe we're doing this again. Right. That's, I can't believe we're so still we going believe, to these we games. We can't believe we're doing it in Cleveland. Hey, Jets defense finally makes a play. Jermaine Johnson has had a really good year for this team. Think about some of the plays he made against the Philadelphia Eagles as well. This defense just so run down, but still making plays. That cut the lead to 27-14, but on the next Browns possession, first and 10 from midfield, here's the play of the game from Flacco. Well, obviously, Joe is notorious for his playmaking ability, his athleticism outside of the pocket. RC said it before, this is kind of the thing that has been yes. the like, most surprising of Joe is his extra or plus plays. Gets out, finds forward, touchdown pass from 50. Browns win 37-20. Uh, they're in the playoffs. Flacco is the hero, and here's what he has to say about it. It's cool. I mean, just put yourself in that position. I mean, you can't deny it. It, it, it was, it's, it, it's, you know, it, it's, I said it from the very beginning. I mean, the city has been unbelievable. Um, our, my teammates have been unbelievable, like in, in terms of just embracing me onto this football team. So uh, it's all been great. All right, our, our season timeout. I'm going to start with Orlovsky. You, you said something in the last hour that really caught my attention about the Browns. Yeah, he said something in the past three. Yeah, we're going to try and move. We're going to try and move past. You're going to try to extinguish oh, okay. that comment. Specific to the Browns, if you're an AFC team, you'd probably rather play the Chiefs right now than the Cleveland Browns. The way that the Chiefs have played over the last six or seven weeks, in comparison to the way that the Browns are playing right now, one Flacco's balling. Joe Flacco is in a comfort zone. He's got a play caller in Kevin Stefanski that knows exactly what he likes and doesn't like. They get into their multiple tight end packages. He's got people on the outside last night scoring 37 without Amari Cooper. It was the Moore game. It was the tight end game. It was the Jerome Ford game when it comes to their pass game. They got a defense that is a defensive player of the year candidate in Miles Garrett, a back seven that I think is the best in football. They're crazy aggressive. They're in your face on defense. This is a unit in a football team that could go beat anybody in the AFC. Outside of Baltimore, it is a game that you sit there and go, that's going to be a matchup for everyone. And if you're a team in the AFC, you sit there and go, I'd rather play the Chiefs right now that don't have a lot going for them good outside of good defense in comparison think, to the Cleveland Browns. I think the other part of it is, too, one, you look at the joy in which this team is playing. Oh, with. I, I don't believe you can fake happiness. Like, you just absolutely can't. Yeah, but think can. about think about where, exactly, think about where this team has been and the sort of things we've been saying <clears throat> under Kevin Stefanski, they, especially this year, right? They have a Super Bowl-caliber defense. Yep. They have a run game that even without Nick Chubb can produce and allow you to get into the play-action pass. And we kept waiting on Deshaun Watson to be what he was in 2020 in Houston because we said if we got something close to that, this team could be a Super Bowl contender. Well, right now they're getting the best quarterback play that they've had in the last two years yeah. from Joe Flacco. And I believe he's added something to this team in the way that he's now got Elijah Moore playing well. We see the best of Amari Cooper against the Houston Texans. And we've never seen David and Joku be this involved. And so to see this offense now take that next step in the passing game with what they already had in the run game defensively, you're absolutely right. I don't think it's just the Kansas City Chiefs you're talking about. I think this is one of the scariest teams in the entire AFC. Yeah. You know, RC, what's remarkable is 59 quarterbacks have started this year in the NFL. This team's gotten better with their fourth quarterback. That's unheard of from a team-building standpoint. They went from 28th to 7th in the league with Joe Flacco over the last five weeks. It's historically good. And, oh, by the way, Nick Chubb's out. Both their tackles are out. Grant Delpit's out. It's unbelievable what they're doing. And I agree with you guys. Like, the trajectory of this team is doing this, and we'll get more into the Chiefs. But, Dan, to your comment, with subpar offensive tackle play on the road with crowd noise 
in the playoffs, it's going to be virtually impossible for Kansas City to get to where they want to go. This team can get the ball down the field. They can rush the passer. They have every check mark they need to be there. Also, at the end. Tudo, to be there at the end, to go to the Super Bowl. They could be there at the end for the AFC. Absolutely. Wow. But kudos to Andrew Barry, the general manager, yeah, for absolutely. saying we still don't have it right in the quarterback room. Yeah. And understanding that this team had other pieces around it that could make it a true AFC championship contender and going out, bringing in Joe Flacco, realizing that once he played, that he was the guy doing the right thing by saying, Joe, you're going to be our guy yeah. going forward. We expect to win with you. Here is how we're going to put more money in your pocket to show you that we value right. you and the rest of the team embracing him. Just real quick. Yeah, real quick. Real quick. Coach of the year – is done. Kevin Stefanski has won Coach of the Year. Yeah, I think it's really impressive to see what you have. And the lesson is, just because your guys get hurt doesn't mean you have to give up on a season. Yeah. There may or may not have been a team on the field last night that needs to hear that. Next up in the NFL, <laughs> oh. a Saturday night showdown as the Cowboys host the Lions in a game you can see on ABC and ESPN. And this is what is at stake in this big NFC showdown. The Lions can tie a franchise record with their 12th win of the season. They're also in the mix for the number one overall seed if they can keep pace with the 49ers. Cowboys are looking to complete a perfect season at home and they will try and keep the pressure on the Eagles for that NFC East title, which they could still win if they win their last couple games uh, and the Eagles lose one. So what, what, do we, what do we need to see from the Cowboys tomorrow night? Going to, we're two weeks from the playoffs. They're going to be in it. But what do we need to see from them to feel like they've got a chance to make a run? Can they match Detroit's physicality? This game is going to be about Detroit's offensive line versus Dallas's defensive line and linebacker group. Can they match that? I think this game is decided in the first quarter. If this Dallas team doesn't gather momentum and control of this game, we remember two weeks ago they played at Buffalo. Buffalo ran it 45 times. Detroit might run it 45 times in a row. Like they, they will. That's the <laughs> mindset that they will have into this football game. Dallas has lost two in a row. In, con- in conjunction, they haven't gotten a takeaway on defense two games in a row. Can they win a game without getting a takeaway? This is, for me, this is Dallas's like NFC championship hopes and Super Bowl dreams on the line. If they lose this game, they ain't going on the road and getting there. Look, I get that, Dan. I hired Dan Campbell in 2015. Like, he is a leader of men. He wants to be physical. I get all that. But this game is going to be decided by the right arm of Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is as good a quarterback in the NFL, including Joe Flacco, by the way, <laughs> as there is. And if they play well on offense, home, road, neutral site, it doesn't matter, guys. This is a team that's Did they built- play well on offense last week? Yes. yes. Okay, and they lost. By two points to a really good team at home. They lost. Right, I understand that. But my point is this. They can control the game on offense, and it takes some of the pressure off their defense. They are small in their front seven. It's physics. I get that. But this team can go on the road like they did last year in the playoffs and win because they can play complimentary. They've actually, they, if you really look at it, though, they've actually never controlled the game offensively. Thank you. They've only lost control defensively. Thank you. They don't control. The, Dak Prescott has played really well the entire season, right? And the difference is in the games that this team loses or in the games that this team doesn't dominate ball control is that their defense gets dominated. Correct. Is that their defense doesn't turn the football over. Dak Prescott has been the same. Against the Miami Dolphins, Dak Prescott was awesome. Dak Prescott. Yep. Dak Prescott had his MVP drive to show you that no longer do we need to ask the question that when my number is called upon, mm-hmm. will I show up? This is the defense that is supposedly 
built to play ahead. A defense that's supposedly supposed to close you out that didn't do it. It's also a defense that has an issue. Your best off-the-ball defender, right, is your best rusher. And you have to figure out, can you play him on first and second down? Right. Because teams will now try to attack you in the past. It, can you find another rusher? Is he good enough in the drop game? And so there's so much that defensively they don't have answers to. And you should have those answers right, right now. Yeah. And so when we ask, what do they have to prove? To me, it's actually nothing. When, if they win this game or if they play well or if they turn the football over, I'm not going to come in here Monday again fooled and say the Dallas Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl. Right. What, if the, what if they're tough against De uh, Detroit's run game? What if they show some toughness against the run game they haven't showed against these other teams? To me, that won't, that to won't me, impress it's, to me it's not showing toughness. Yeah. To me, it's showing that you made a schematic change. All right. Right? Because – Guys get tough. Guys go, Demarcus Lawrence in the second half against Miami was yeah. a war daddy. Yeah. Yeah. Right? He showed you that I could stand up and be different from a physicality standpoint. But what are you going to do? Is Michael Parsons going to spill upfield? Are we going to contain the football? On the second level, when they get to the second level off of the double team, yeah. can we beat blocks and not be driven into the get-up sign over there? <laughs> Those are all the different things that they have to do. This is the best offensive line that Dallas has seen all year. Detroit's offensive line. Oh, yeah. And their run game. And so, to RC's point, like, what are you going to do to try? I don't think you're going to stop this run, but slow it down somewhat. Then what are you going to do versus the pass game? Are you going to play a ton of man? The, the Dallas loves to play man. They, they want that. Detroit they want wants you to that. play man. The Heavenly they Father, please play man. Please. I'm on site. <laughs> Brown will be motioning all over yeah. the place. And Jared – Plays very good against man coverage. Yep. Huge, huge NFC matchup tomorrow night. ABC ESPN. We have more on this game later in the show, including our picks for it. But when we come back, we're going to talk about Russell Wilson and the Broncos. Did the Broncos do Russell Wilson wrong? No. Is it about disrespect in Denver? Our crew is fired up, and you'll hear it when we come back. And fail to the Chiefs. Everything is going wrong in Kansas City. Can they fix their problems and make another Super Bowl run? Orlovsky's going to tell you exactly what they have to do next. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. 
So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. DraftKings Sportsbook Predictions is brought to you by DraftKings. <laughs> Makes really? sense. Yeah. Dan Orlowski, will Lamar Jackson have more than 230.5 passing yards against the Dolphins, or will he have fewer? I- I'm going to say <clears throat> fewer. I'm going to go under, mainly because out of respect for this defense that the Miami Dolphins have and the matchups. This isn't a defense that you feature wide receivers. It has to be a little bit more of pass-catching backs and tight end to work against their linebackers. I do think Lamar is playing MVP football, and I do think he's going to make plays, but I think it's going to be a little bit more centric to their run game and then situational pass game for Baltimore. RC, Christian McCaffrey, 121.5 total yards against the Commanders. Will he have more than that, or will he fail to reach that number? (laughs) He will have more than that, and the reason I think he'll have more is when you go back to this game on Monday night, Christian McCaffrey was the one San Francisco 49er that was still Christian McCaffrey. And I think putting the football in his hands early and often settles this football team down, gets them into the play action passes. So for me, I think Christian McCaffrey has himself a day against the commanders who ain't really playing to win defensively, no way. Mike T, next topic is Patrick Mahomes interceptions. The number is 0.5. So the question is, will he throw an interception or won't he? He won't he. He won't He's going to be less than 0.5. And here's why. We, we have talked a lot about the Chiefs, but we have buried the lead. This is the best player in the sport, hard stop, and he is going to raise the level of play. That is the definition of greatness. He will play flawless. The offensive line will still struggle, but he will play an A-plus game. He will be dominating in terms of making sure this team wins the game somehow, some way. I feel like we've been saying this it's for like four stop. months now, right? Like this is... Right, like, oh, Mahomes can save them. But, yes. I mean, Dan, I watched that game Dan, Monday. Dan, Dan made a, a very good point when he was speaking about Josh Allen and talking about the fact that we've had years where Patrick Mahomes has been great and been the best player in ball, but he's turned the football over. I think you're going to get turnovers where he is now because he feels like he has to do yeah. so much. 
What you watched against with Patrick Mahomes against the Las Vegas Raiders was very similar to Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. It seemed like a guy that felt I had to do everything myself. It, you know, it brings me back to Giselle walking out of the Super Bowl saying Tom can't throw it and, and catch, catch it himself. Yeah. Yep. Patrick Mahomes seems like he's trying to throw it and catch it himself, and it's hard to settle down the great ones. It's hard to say that you don't have to go above the X's and O's, that you don't have to do more because the great ones feel that when the rest of the team isn't playing up to the level I expect them to, I can raise their level of play. And so I believe that he will throw an interception in this game. And we know that Lou Anarumo and that defense will be chomping at the bit after what Mason Rudolph was able to do last week. To the question, how much is Patrick Mahomes to blame for the Chiefs' struggles? If I took the 53 players on their football team and then head coach, play caller, or offense coordinator, defense, that's 57, he would be 57th. Oh. He would be 57th. You know how hard it is to play quarterback in the NFL when both of your tackles are struggling, you can't get a run game going, you don't have a viable person or reliable person to, one, do the right thing, see it the right way, as the same as you, and then also catch it? There is an un... Like... An incredible amount of pressure on Patrick to play perfect football. Yeah. Patrick's never been in this world outside of that Super Bowl run. Mm -hmm. I think the question is this for for Kansas City. And part of me thinks the answer is yes, but I understand if people think it's crazy. Can you play one clean month of football? Mm. I think, But it's one clean game. Like, let's go back to a big game, Baltimore against San Francisco. Lamar Jackson was the best player in the field. Sometimes it was a throw. Sometimes it was with his legs. What I'm saying is with so much on the line this weekend – Patrick Mahomes has to be the best player on the field. He will will them to victory. I think he plays a clean game, and maybe it's a scramble in the third quarter. Yeah, but Mike T, here's here's the pushback I have on that. Will him to victory doesn't make the offensive line hold the ball or hold people less and get in from second and six to second and 16. And then we're in long down the distances and we can't protect. Will them to um, victory doesn't mean that, you know, somebody's going to catch the ball on a consistent basis. That has to happen. That, that's my point. Because like, we have conversations about playoff football teams and we know they're not capable of better play. Like, we just know they're a good team. Right. They don't have the talent. Kansas City has the talent. But do they? And, and, and that's the, I think that's the point. Their quarterback is extremely talented. Yes, right? they're, they're, they're normally most reliable receiver, and Travis Kelsey doesn't seem to be himself from a physical standpoint. Right, I right. believe that he could start to catch the football. But what we've seen from the other guys, I believe, is who they are. The one dude on that team that I believe does have the talent that can step up is Rasheed Rice. Yeah. Right? And using him in yeah. the right place. Isaiah Pacheco yes. is part of that equation as well. But that's on Matt Nagy, too. And I think the one thing Patrick Mahomes won't do is accept it, right? Patrick Mahomes won't get in second and 16, know his tackles can't hold up, and say, you know what? I'm just going to throw the check down because we need to play. No, I I can go make up for this. That's going to be a problem. All their problems aside, uh, all three of you guys are picking the Chiefs. I don't know. I'm sticking with the Bengals. Bengals need it more, don't they? They're trying to get in the playoffs. Yeah. The Chiefs Chiefs aren't in the playoffs yet either. We would keep talking about this, but Ryan Clark Clark really wants to talk about uh, (laughs) NBA basketball, so we're going to do that. Yesterday was exactly two months to the day since the Pistons last won a game, so maybe they could break that 27-game losing streak against the Celtics. RC, what do you think of their chances? They're very, very low. But uh, Cade with the Euro. That put the Pistons up by 15 in the second quarter. They led by 19 at the half. Third quarter now, Celtics down 12 and fighting back. Here's Porzingis. The unicorn. So, you, you never let him set his feet. Who, him? White man. <laughs> 
Celtics down 74-65 later in the third. Here's Tatum. And one. Tatum is showing you each and every game that he's one of the best players in ball. Finishes at the rim. Celtics erased that 19-point deficit. Tied going into the fourth. Just over a minute left in the fourth. Now Pistons down three. Jaden Ivey in the corner. Buckets from the corner. Easy shot. Best shot in ball. Tied game at 106. 12 seconds left in the fourth. Same score. Here's Tatum mm. making a move to the hoop. The block by Cunningham. Replay it. Replay it. Replay it. Replay it. I didn't, I didn't go to it. I didn't go. Maybe I did. It was goaltending, and the call stands. Celtics up by two with nine seconds left, but the Pistons aren't done. Ah, you want to make that shot? But we finished. Let's go to OT. Going all the time on the Bogdanovich putback. In OT, Celtics up by one. They're going to give it to Derek White for a three. Derek White's been playing at an all-star level this year. He's a big reason why this team is playing well. Had 23, had 10 in overtime. Celtics up four. Under a minute left, Celtics up six. Tatum to Porzingis. Hey, guys, Ben Wallace is not walking through that door right now. <laughs> or Rip Hamilton. Celtics hold on to win 128-122. Pistons extend their losing streak to 28 yeah. games. They'll Ties take Vinny Johnson. And NBA <laughs> record. Again, we mentioned it's been two months yesterday since they last won. They've now tied the longest losing streak in NBA history. Detroit hosted Toronto Raptors tomorrow, then embarks on a four-game road trip where ESPN Analytics says there's a 53% chance they're going to lose all four. They're going to win tomorrow. They're going to beat the I Raptors can't tomorrow. RC's calling his shot. I can't imagine being on a losing streak like that in that city. Huh? <laughs> you can't imagine, can you? <laughs> Coming up, we're going to talk about Russell Wilson. What damage has his stay in Denver done to his legacy? Where might he end up next? Plus, the showdown in Baltimore. Dolphins, Ravens, Tua, Lamar. Should the winning quarterback be the MVP of the league? We'll talk about that when we come back. You're watching Get Up on ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. The Denver Broncos are benching nine-time Pro Bowl quarterback Russell Wilson. Sean Payton says it's a football decision, and they're looking for a spark, and that may be true. Yeah, we need a spark, so we want to go with Jared Stidham. Well, this was purely a financial decision. First opportunity to move on from Russell Wilson, Sean Payton took it. I can just assure you one thing. I'm just interested in winning. Yeah, 
the, the big news, obviously, of the week, the benching of Russell Wilson uh, in Denver. And we've talked all about the way it's been handled and the, the financial reasons for the decision and everything. But, but I want to talk about Russell Wilson because you go back a year and a half, right? We were, like, talking about, well, what can he get himself to the Hall of Fame? Is he already a Hall of Famer? Like, the, the time he has spent in Denver – and I know you were never completely sold on the idea of, you know, Russell Hall of Fame. But as the time he spent in Denver, what, what, what damage has that done to his legacy? To, to clear that up, I've never yeah, had – I, I didn't have a Russell Hall of Fame argument. I had a Russell makes your team an immediate Super Bowl contender discussion. I think when you look at his statistics, his ability to – having won a Super Bowl, what he's accomplished in Seattle, I thought he was on a Hall of Fame trajectory for sure. But this has definitely tainted Russell Wilson's Hall of Fame candidacy. On the other side, it's also, to me, tainted him personally. Some of the stories you heard about Russell Wilson, just as a player, mm-hmm. some of the things you heard about Russell Wilson and the way that he behaved in the building, whether it was having offices or having his coach around the building, some of those things that we heard once uh, Nathaniel Hackett was fired. Now, Sean Payton comes right in and says, okay, we're not going to do those things. What does Russell Wilson do? He never comes back and says anything publicly. He changes who he was around the building. Sean Payton is publicly berating him on who he is as far as kissing babies, wanting to be a politician and all those things. And still, he shows you the professionalism. Now, when you look at the play, the play says if Russell Wilson can go somewhere next year, sort of have a resurgence, there's going to be another conversation about him being a Hall of Famer. He's going to be one of those guys that probably doesn't get in on the first ballot, but does get in. And I think what we've learned about him this year is – that Russell Wilson is about the business of football. He's about showing you that in whatever circumstance it is, I can do my best to adjust, adapt, and be something different for the people in my building. And I think that was a huge step for me of not only understanding him, but having more respect for him for what he does within organizations. And then, RC, to move that story forward to next year, guys, like Baker Mayfield, and we talked half the show about Joe Flacco. Russell Wilson could go start next year. There are going to be a dozen teams that need a starting quarterback. I would put him in New England and say, hey, you got to blow up that quarterback room. Bailey Zappi, you're a great three. I'm going to start Russell Wilson. I'm going to draft somebody for the future. I like that in New England. Yeah. You, or Pittsburgh, what, what's Russell Wilson with that Pittsburgh defense? There's going to be a dozen teams that need a quarterback. So if I'm Russell Wilson, I say, you know what? I swallow hard. It's disappointing. But you know what? 2024 is right around the corner, and I'm going to see ba- Baker Mayfield resurrect his career. I'm going to do the same. The, the legacy is unquestionably negatively impacted. Sure. He was a Hall of Fame trajectory the last two seasons. I'll say this. The last year of 2022 did not go well. This year has gone well. But you're now having an organization that is basically saying we are going to admit this is the worst trade in the history of the NFL. This trade and the Deshaun Watson trade right now look like two of the worst trades in the history of the NFL. Obviously, the Watson one is a little bit of a we'll see how it ends. It seems like this one's over. Yes. So that is absolutely going to hurt his legacy when it comes to what is he as a Hall of Famer. My issue is like this. Outside of, you know, believing it was handled unquestionably poorly. Dude, he was on track for 30 touchdowns and 10 picks this year. That's yeah. uh, we're, we're just moving on from that, and we're just living in this world where that's not really good quarterback play. It's not, it's not, like, like, I, don't, I don't think people are 
I don't think that's the really the question. No, because I, I can be honest. When I watch the film, the film doesn't always tell me that Russell Wilson is playing great from the position. Like, when you can look at it statistically, you can say those things. But what it is is Russell Wilson is doing what he's asked to do, and he's making the plays at a high level in critical football moments, right. at least until the last four games. Russell Wilson wasn't going to outplay the biases of Sean Payton. Right, And I said it when he walked into the building. I said, personality-wise and schematically, style of play, this is the worst match of head coach, play caller, and quarterback in the entire NFL. Do you NFL. think others have that, though? Like, Do you think if Sean Payton had that bias of him, do we think that Bill Belichick, if he's no, still but, in New England, is going to? Or but, but a Mike right. Tomlin, if he's still in Pittsburgh, is going to? First of all, go back to R.C.'s point. I totally agree. Like, It was a matter of if, not when. It only takes one. Nathaniel Hackett was like, hey – we could get to the playoffs and maybe the Super Bowl with Russell Wilson. So, Dan, it only takes one in free agency. And that's why, again, you look at Baker Mayfield. He's on his fourth team. But they said, you know what, Todd Bowles, Dave Canales. But here's, here's but the, about the thing with the thing with Russ, though. The thing with Russ was there, there weren't questions coming out of Seattle. But for Seattle, there was always something on those teams you could point to to say this helped Russell Wilson play well. This, this defense, this run game is the reason Russell Wilson won a Super Bowl. This was supposed to be his opportunity to sort of go out on his own and show people that I could be the reason that an, an entire organization rebuilds to his glory days. And the 2022 season made people feel, okay, he can't do it at all. Right. And so, now 2023, to me, wasn't above and beyond to a point where you, where you right. get the feeling of let Russ cook as he's leaving Seattle. And that's the, that's the key, right? Seattle's decision was – going to be 35. He's going to want close to 50 million yes. a year. We don't think he's that kind of player. Right. So now, right, now that, that that didn't work in Denver, does he go the Baker Mayfield route? Does he does he can he build it? Will he do up? that? Yeah. yeah. But here, here's my thing and it's it's not the Baker Mayfield route because one Baker was like 12 million dollars this year. Am I right in that number somewhere around Russ, there? Yeah, yeah. He obviously Russell's contract is significantly different. I look at it like this. This is this is why I go back to bringing that question to you RC because when the Rams moved on from Jared Goff, it was a massive contract. He's not good enough anymore. Not Player-wise, we can't get back to the Super Bowl with him. We want a better player. When the Eagles moved on from Carson Wentz, it was, he's not good enough anymore. We can't get back to the Super Bowl with him. That, that's like the, the play doesn't align with that theory that he's not good enough anymore player-wise. And so you're going to eat all that money and all those picks off of we don't like you. Well, the, and so uh, what uh, other uh, teams are – I, I, I think I, – I don't think so. It's so – I don't think Sean Payton is saying – I don't think he likes him, but I can't be sure. Sure. I don't think that – but I, I don't think Sean Payton is saying that the, that play isn't – is it good play? I think he's saying it's not Super Bowl play. I don't believe the Rams moved on from Jared Goff because they didn't believe he could play. They just thought they could get a better player. Yeah, sure, and exactly. I think I, I think that's what the Denver Broncos believe. That guy's not Jared Stidham. Let me be very clear. But the, yeah, that's but the I, thing. I, I think for them, it's let's not be on the hook for that 2025 contract. Right. They, they got Matthew Stafford in the golf trade, right? Yes. They knew exactly who they were getting to replace him. The Broncos at the moment don't. Right, so guys, in two short months, we're going to be at the Combine. A dozen teams need a starting quarterback. My glass is half full of Russell Wilson because he is owed $39 million. Right. He is going to pay for $1 million for somebody next year. 
because the rest of it is all offset to the Broncos. Therefore, you think Russell Wilson going to play for one million? He's going to play for thirty nine. He's going to get thirty nine. He's going <laughs> to get forty nine million. You don't care, right. care who's you signing mean the tell checks. Tell me that if the Broncos cut Russell Wilson, yes, they, he, they have to pay him all that money, and yeah. he can then go to whatever team. He will sign the. Min- he will go to another team for the minimum because he's going to get thirty nine million yeah. from the Broncos. Now that changes. That changes well, the yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big difference. Drastically. That's what I'm saying. Mike, so, you buried the lead. Uh, well, you were on we fire could, today. We could get him off the TJ Maxx layaway. <laughs> That's a different That's thing. A big, That's, then there's so, a lot of teams. So people know what we're talking about. There are offsets in the contract so that any money he makes from a new team, Denver gets that money back. So he will get 39 get million. 39. If somebody signs him for 40, they then he gets it. one more. Right then, right. Then, right. But, right. But if he makes thirty-eight million like or less from another team, he makes yeah. thirty-nine million next year. So if I'm another team and I'm looking at my options, I say yeah. Russell Wilson, come resurrect your career, <laughs> play great ball. But he has push. to be cut. That's not. He will be cut. He'll be cut. There's no other. There's no other. I tell him all. Now. Now you talking that now, GM? Now, that, now you talking? There are I'll tell so you what, many though, teams that come. Russell Wilson on a minimum salary—that sounds like the Patriots. <laughs> that sounds like a move they would make. Meanwhile, huge game in the AFC Sunday as the 12 and 3 Ravens host the 11 and 4 Dolphins. This is a pivotal game for both teams. If the Ravens win, they will be the number one seed in the AFC, have a first-round bye, home field advantage throughout the AFC playoffs. Mm. But if they lose, the Dolphins are in the driver's seat. They would clinch the number one seed with a Week 18 win over Buffalo. Uh, also, if Miami loss and the Bills win, if Miami loses and the Bills win, that means the Week 18 game between Miami and Buffalo is for the AFC. Oh, that ain't what you want. If that the Dolphins win, just for the, the Dolphins win this game, the Browns can still get the one seed. There's all kinds of stuff at stake in this game. But what I'm curious about, and we talk about it every week, and it's somebody different every week, is the MVP award at stake in this game. I don't think that the MVP is at stake. I believe that Lamar Jackson right now, and I've felt this way for a couple weeks, is the leader of the pack at the MVP. I've said it that it's almost like the Heisman in, in college football. There was moments. He had his moment last week. Tua and Tyreek have certainly a chance this week versus what Baltimore's defense did to San Francisco. I think that it is Lamar's MVP to lose. Yes. I think the only person that I, I don't know what is it. So it is at stake. No, because no. I think because that, the other person to me is Christian McCaffrey, though. No, for me, it's Josh Allen. If Josh Allen plays the next two weeks like he has this season and they go on the road and beat Miami in week 18 to win the division, whew, it's going to be hard not to get Josh, to Josh Allen, Allen. Josh Allen didn't do 18 against the Dallas Cowboys, right? Last week, last week, he wasn't great against the Los Angeles Chargers. But you're saying that if Josh Allen plays well the next two weeks, Josh Allen wins the MVP. I think it's going to be hard. So Josh Allen has had a better year than Dak Prescott. Yes. What? Yeah, I I, I, I totally disagree Look, yeah, I think the answer... Everything for the Cowboys is roses. No, he's going to account for 45 touchdowns hold, hold, if he plays well tonight. Right. Hold on a second, guys. A, a week ago, I did predict from R. Jackson, but if you go back to the game of the century last Monday night, he was the best football player on the field, and sometimes we have to look at the title of the award. You take Lamar Jackson out of the Ravens, they are average. Yeah, I, I agree. Lamar's in the lead right now. I think it's Lamar's to lose. My point is, if Josh goes for 45... The total touchdowns, which I think he needs five more, and they win the division given the the, the 85% of their touchdowns are scored by Josh, 
I think it's going to be hard not to give Look, it to him. I do. Th- that's probably a discussion for another day. Right now, I do want to put up the picks for Ravens-Dolphins because the Bills are not involved in this. <laughs> it's all Ravens. RC, RC, like, you said that Allen was having a better year than Prescott. There's no measure by which that's conceivably true. Uh, so we can talk about that measures. another time. That is absolutely I- incorrect. I'd like, to, I'd like to hear one of them. But anyway, we're not going to do that. Total touchdowns. Because... You, I don't want you to forget that on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $150 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code GETUP when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Total touchdowns don't matter? We have two more Bowl Mania matchups this afternoon. Number 22, Clemson squares off against Kentucky at noon Eastern in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Then Memphis takes, Iowa, takes on Iowa State in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Both games are on ESPN, ESPN Deportes, and ESPN+. Plus. Coming up, a desperate Dallas in a Saturday night showdown facing another high-powered running attack. Dan has a tape you need to see. We'll tell you why Dak Prescott isn't as good as Josh Allen when we come back. (laughs) Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Everything is in our control, and now we got another game to win in Dallas. We get a chance to go out there and put a performance out there like we have at home, and more so a performance that we know we're capable of. There he goes! Parsons coming! Fumble the ball! Wow! What a catch! Deep left side. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Hits the Jets! He's gone! There's playoff energy in the building. Huge game tomorrow night on ABC and ESPN, Lions and Cowboys. Cowboys have had trouble stopping the run. Mm. The Vikings had trouble stopping the Lions run game last week. Show us why. Yeah, two things that are going to stand out in this football game for the Detroit Lions run game. Number one, 12 personnel. One back, two tight ends. That's both these guys, RC, that are going to go kick over and say, hey, we're going to start their formation one side and go away all the way to the other and thing. And the thing you want to do with the Dallas Cowboys is has, have them adjust and move. Look, when you, when you see the shift of both tight ends here, you have to adjust the front. And so now we have to the bounce, the backers to the right, also the line of scrimmage. And now let's live in this world where this is Micah Parsons, okay? Because the Cowboys are going to do everything they can to try to get in to disrupt the game, and the Lions will do everything to make sure that they essentially put 
two sets of hands on him to make yeah. sure that that is essentially their double team. This is their outside zone. Pay attention to that front side tight end and Penny Sewell. They do a fantastic job right there of getting two sets of hands, making sure they're all over. And, this, like and, and remember, this started with, with the San Francisco 49ers, right. making sure there were two sets of hands on Michael Parsons, and you also made him work. But look here, the reach is beat. Right, and so you're talking about that outside zone. Now David Montgomery is going to have to press this. And look at the way that Sam Laporta holds his block and doesn't allow the guy to keep contained. And you mentioning the press is a huge deal yep. because that Cowboys defense is not only going to have to play fast and athletic, yep. but very disciplined when it comes to that. Now we talked last week, Miami's run game and the motion. Dallas or Detroit's offense isn't all that different. You're going to get motion at the snap. That receiver is going to go kick out, and then this receiver is going to come all the way across the line of scrimmage. Now, I want everyone to pay attention to that defender and that defender. This is going to be huge for the Dallas Cowboys when it comes to the eye discipline because Detroit is going to go off tackle front side, and because of the way that they're slicing this receiver across, these guys start to drift backside yeah. away from also, that run. Also, too, what adjustments are the Dallas Cowboys going to make? Because if you remember last week, Damone Clark flowed with this the entire game, right? Also, when they were dropping the safety, who would be Harrison Smith here, into the box, they also flowed, and that's the way that the Miami Dolphins were able to attack them downhill, as you'll see Jameer Gibbs do here as well. And this is a great job because if the Cowboys defense kind of hangs backside and pays attention yep. to somebody's motions, Gibbs is a lot like Montgomery yep. right now when it comes to pressing things on the front side, and again, you see the physicality that happens across the yeah. board for Detroit's offense. Also, too, right here, this is going to be big. Defenders on the second level for the Dallas Cowboys becoming factors in the run game, whether it's Donovan Wilson, Malik Hooker, J-Ron Curse, who are all so important in those sub-packages. If they don't keep contained, if they don't feel in the direct manner or correct manner, this dude's a home run threat. I think that's the key to the game, is how does Dallas's defense, both schematically and discipline-wise, handle Detroit's physical and two tight end package offense in a diverse run game yeah. that is going to give them multiple looks. They've had some trouble with some of those those uh, physical run games this year, but they're also 7-0 at home. What do you think <laughs> is the key to this game tomorrow night? Dak Prescott and this offense, they get the lead. That plays to the strength and minimizes what these guys just right. broke down. So yeah. when they play with the lead, what the Dallas is on defense, they're fast, they're disruptive. And when C.D. Lamb can hopefully make plays for Dallas early in the game, that to me, whether it's home or away, guys, it's the offense that is the key to this defense. The big thing about the Dallas Cowboys right now is what do they have that breaks your will? Not what do they have that can outskill you. What do they have that can be explosive? What happens in this game that the Detroit Lions say, you know what, right now I don't want any more of that. And the Dallas Cowboys have to find that, whether that be defensively stopping the run or some sort of way finding a way to get Tony Pollard in this run game involved. Yeah. Because if you look at the Miami Dolphins, they knew that the Dallas Cowboys were now one-dimensional. I think this game is figured out in the first quarter. And I think it comes down to Detroit's defense and Aaron Glenn. Mm. I think this mm. offense is so good. It yeah. can control this game so much. If they get off the field two or three times early, I don't care how, whether it's a punt or a turnover, yeah. whatever, th this could become a 50-run attempt game. Detroit has to pressure the quarterback. I love Aaron Glenn. Worked with him multiple times. I called the game last week, Detroit-Minnesota. Detroit's Achilles heel is they don't have another pass rush. They don't. No, but but they, Aaron Glenn has changed. He, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's he's coming. Here it comes. Yes. Here it comes early down yeah. pressure. We're going to blitz our faces off, play man, and hope. 
well, look, we're all really impressed with Aaron Glenn and the Lions and everything they're doing, so let's put the picks up and see who we like in this game. Uh, yeah, it's all the Cowboys. <laughs> whoa, 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 guys. They are. They are. 7-0 at home. Better at home. Better at home. Much right? better. And dominant. To, to, really. me, to me, it's about their defense at home. For some, for some reason, whether it be communication for the offenses, yeah. uh-huh. they've been able to turn the football over. Yes. And even when you go back to Kellen Moore's stint as the offense coordinator, this offense was dictated or this offense was helped by the defense putting them in position to score or scoring. I think they have to get back to that this week in some way with Jared Goff. I completely agree. This game's at home. Yep. If this game was on the road, I would I, take Detroit. I agree. Yep. I do want to say, though, even though the game may be decided in the first quarter, we would really appreciate if you kept watching the second <laughs> well, and the third I and the fourth to know, Dan, Are you calling yeah. the Cowboys front runners? I am oh. calling the Cowboys. Um, Come on, you can do it. Situational. <laughs> situational. Situational uh, masters. Maybe not master might not be the proper masters. word. Situational. Um, front runners. Dan called the Cowboys front runners. Front runners. These two have to go, which is a shame because you're both beautiful and we love you and we can't wait to do shows <laughs> with you. you next year. They got to go get ready for first I'm not take, doing get up again which for the rest of the year. Which is coming up next at the top Happy of the hour. Does Joe Flacco make the Browns the most dangerous team in the AFC? Is Russell Wilson being treated unfairly by the Broncos? These two guys are heading over to first take at the top of the hour. Mike T and I are going to wrap it up on Get Up when we come back. My man, y'all be good, fellas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Here's our upcoming featured football lineup. Tomorrow afternoon, Georgia squares off against Florida State in the Capital One Orange Bowl. Tomorrow night, the Lions take on the Cowboys in a huge NFC matchup. And New Year's Day, the college football playoff semifinals begin at 5 Eastern on ESPN, ESPN Deportes, and ESPN+. Plus. Before we go, meanwhile on planet Earth, uh, we want to take you back to last night's Pop-Tarts Bowl because (laughs) you just really don't see this enough in sports, and that is the edible mascot. He's so excited to be toasted. The Pop-Tart mascot is toasted. He comes out as a a snack ready for the winning team, in this case Kansas State, to eat. What, What do we think, Mike T? Should more bowls make their mascots edible? Absolutely, and shockingly, I disagree with Orlovsky on this. To get the most out of a Pop-Tart, it has to be toasted. It has, it has to be warm and moist inside. Pretty much anything Orlowski says about food, you can pretty much ignore and, and or do the complete opposite thing. Uh, I think that's a rule that will serve you well, Mike T, and all of our viewers. So uh, keep that in mind. Pop-Tarts Bowl, absolutely tremendous. Hey, uh, that's it for us. We thank you so much for hanging out with us all morning, all week, and all year on Get Up. We'll be back in 2024. First take starts now. <laughs> 